Freedom lovers, Kurt Mercadante here. This is the Freedom Media Network. And before we jump into today's episode with Matt Broski of Cultivate Elevate, I have something free to offer you. No, it's not my free Freedom Lifestyle audio course, although please check that out as well. Every Friday, I send out a Freedom Friday email. It's not too long. It's not salesy. and It's designed to help you tear away, dissolve, get rid of the limiting beliefs, the stress, the tension, the programming that keeps you from living your life of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. And all you have to do is text FREEMAN, F-R-E-E-M-A-N, to the number 55678 on your smartphone. You'll get a link in return. You click on that link, you can subscribe to receive our free Freedom Friday emails. I've been sending them out for about two years. I rarely get people unsubscribing because it's chock full of value and impact. So if you like this podcast, you want some additional information on how you can live your life of joy, fulfillment, and freedom, text the word FREEMAN to 55678. Now, speaking of freedom, let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode was taken from a much longer live workshop with our guest, Matt Roski, founder of Cultivate Elevated. It's a workshop in our Freedom Circle virtual men's community. Now, that community is for men, perhaps just like you, who are looking to live your life of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. We feature four to five live events every single month with folks like Matt. We recently had um, Bob Berg on, author of The Go-Giver. You heard him on this podcast with a snippet from The Freedom Circle, a workshop he did there. Same with Randy Gage. Now, you're hearing 10, 15, 20-minute segments. If you are a member of The Freedom Circle, you get to hear an hour or more with these incredible guests and interact with them. Ask them questions, listen to their answers. I mean, this is a ton of value and impact with real superstars to help you live your life of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. These aren't just lectures, they're actually workshops. We also feature masterminds with me, with the wisdom of the crowd, the fellow men in the Freedom Circle community helping one another grow. So if you're interested in that, send me a text, 928 275 1511 if you'd like to learn more. Now, we're going to jump into today's episode with Matt Roski. We've had Matt on this podcast before discussing some of the incredible superfood products that his company, Cultivate Elevate, has. They're an Arizona company, which I love because I'm here in Arizona as well. And we've had Matt on to discuss his mushroom powders, uh, freshwater pearl, dragon's blood, all these great things. If you want to learn more, go to cultivateelevate.com, grab some of their wonderful products. Uh, we'll, we'll highlight some of more of those and some more of those in upcoming um uh, upcoming uh, episodes. And by the way, if you want to get 10% off Cultivate Elevate products, look in the show notes, either wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching it, somewhere in these notes is a link for you to get 10% off your products. Now, in today's episode, Matt and I discuss building healthy food independence. 
We've seen crazy news about supply chains, shortages at the grocery stores, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Today, we're going to discuss how you can build healthy food independence, whether that's going supporting your local farmers, growing your own food, not just doing it to support your community, but doing it in a way in which you're consuming food that isn't full of crap and chemicals that are literally killing you. Anyways, I'm going to save the good stuff for the episode. And without further ado, here's my interview with Matt Roski of Cultivate Elevate. Matt, thank you for being here. And 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 I'm going to share all your links. CultivateElevate.com, incredible products. As I've shared uh, in a number of our, we do a Sunday um, Sunday letter that I send out, and I've shared a number of your products that I take in the morning, at night, or like we said, Dragon's Blood as needed, pearl powder. But I'm also going to share Matt the link to Matt's uh, Instagram because, um, and if you're not on Instagram, he's on Telegram. And if you're on TikTok, uh, I'll share that. I'll share all the links. In addition, Matt just doesn't just promote his products, which are great products, but he also educates on a number of ways that you can cultivate your health. Matt was here, I think, in January. We talked about 12 or 13 ways you can t- cultivate your health but also on what we're going to talk about today, which is really cultivating healthy food abundance. So how to be healthy, how to stop toxifying yourself, but also importantly, how to have some food security in an area where, you know, I'm 47 years old and a lot of things that Ayn Rand wrote about and Atlas Shrugged in, in one of, she wrote that the thirties or the forties or even that Orwell or, 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 Huxley wrote about are actually coming true or seemingly like they're going to come true. I, when it comes to food security, there's this, there's this old saying, right? We're uh, urban areas are three days away from, from food scarcity. But I was listening to a podcast, Jim Rickards, who's an economist used to work for the Pentagon who said, you know, people don't realize how fragile the supply chain is. And now that we're decoupling from China, the war that's going on, in Eastern Europe or whatever the heck's going on in Eastern Europe right now, people don't realize that we, we focus on, because the news wants to focus on people in Ukraine. And I'm not saying don't focus on someone, right? Who, who, anyone. But the fact of the matter is millions could starve in Africa because they're not getting the grain. There's some places that get 70, 80% of their grain from Ukraine. And so I think some people either are or aren't over the last two or three years getting educated as to the importance of a supply chain, um, but also at how absolutely fragile the supply chain could be. And as someone who sources uh, foods uh, from around the world, um, you're you're deeply ingrained in that every day. So, you know, I'd love to throw it back to you in terms of that, that three days away from food scarcity. What's your feeling on that, A, and B, what are some simple ways that we can protect ourselves as individuals and communities? So I feel like there's a couple different things with that. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, with the you know the food shortages thing is a big thing. They try to push all that all the time. The media does that. You know, next they're trying to push that we're running out of water. That's the other one that they're doing a lot too. But with the food shortages, it's interesting because a lot of the times they're just storing the stuff in the warehouses so that it looks like a food shortage, and that's what Amazon. Whole Foods and all these brands were notorious for that. I put out a video, I think it was about six months back, where I found out that they were storing everything in the warehouses to make it look like the shelves were empty. And then they had to sell it all six months later because they nobody was buying it because they basically started doing other things like growing their own food. 
which is a very simple solution. And I think that every person should start growing their own food and taking back their independence, right? Because you should get yourself off of the dependence system that we have of the grocery store as much as you can, because there's a lot of stuff that you can grow. You know, you can grow little things, you can grow basil, you can grow tomatoes, you can grow all these different things. And growing your own food, not only that, it not only does it disconnect you from, you know, the price gouging that we're seeing right now, right? Where they're saying that it's low demand or I'm sorry, low supply and we got to increase the price and everything else. But not only does it disconnect you from that, but it connects you back to nature and the frequencies that come with nature when you're growing your own food. Because when you're growing your own food, you're connecting with those plants, which are going to provi provide you with healthier, uh, healthier plants and also more nutrition. Because the problem is with a lot of the stuff in the grocery store that most people are unaware of is that all of them are only using three. It's NPK, which is basically the three things that they use to grow food. So there's really no minerals in the food that they're trying to sell us. Not only on top of that, they're sprayed heavily with pesticides and they have to travel over 2,000 miles before getting to the store, depending on where they're coming from. So when you are going to the grocery store or you're looking around or if you're buying something in a box that has you know, processed ingredients or any of those things, all of that stuff can actually play a detrimental impact on your health. So the first and foremost thing I would say of the biggest thing is going all organic so that you're not bringing the pesticides and the chemicals into your body. Also, you can look up the farmer's market as well to you connect with your local farmers because also too, like every time I go to the farmer's market, there's plenty of food. I mean, there's so much food, they, they have to take it back home. You know, I mean, the only shortage is that there's just not enough people. That's pretty much what it is, supporting the farmer's market, you know, instead of supporting the grocery stores because the problem also with the grocery stores that people don't realize is that when a person goes to the grocery store, you're only giving 13% of your money to the farmer. Versus when you go to the farmer's market, you're giving them 97%. So that's a huge difference. So if we want to support the local farmers and keep the local economy going, then we have to support those local farmers. Because without them, then we bring in imported foods and all kinds of things that we don't know what has happened to it. And that's all a part of Agenda 2030, right? Eliminating the person from being connected to the farmer and growing locally while they import who knows what and then make you pay a premium because it's so expensive that you can't afford it. So we have to support the local economy that way. But then going back to the flip side was growing your own food because when you start growing your own food, you start connecting with it, but then also you're understanding how much the, the work it takes, right? But then not only on top of that, you're starting to understand, okay, if I grow this, this, and this, then maybe I can purchase this, this, and this in bulk, you know, or whatever. And it really starts to take away, and that's what we do. I mean, that's why, like, I don't, I might be able to go to the grocery store maybe once a month, maybe once every two months. I mean, it really depends because there's not really many things that we buy anymore because we go either to the farmer's market or I grow them or we've learned to find organic farms and buy in bulk, such as, like, organic flour from, you know, Arizona and then buying, like, 50 pounds at a time, you know, because then what happens is, you're saving money in the long run. And then also you're saving money on gas, right? Because that's the other thing too. like our gas prices with all this nonsense, that's going up and down Well, they're trying to play the gas prices are affecting the food while they're manipulating the gas prices the entire time. So they're manipulating the food prices and the gas prices together. So when you start growing your own food too, you don't have to travel as much as well. So you save money. And then also for your health, you're more connected to that food that you're growing because there's frequencies in everything, right? And everything that we're around has a frequency. And when you go out and you touch that soil, 
you're getting all that healthy microbiome all over your hands and you're getting your kids all into that as well too. And it's getting all over their hands because we don't do that anymore. We're too in a box, their hand sanitizer, you know, all this nonsense. We're disconnected from nature and nature is what heals us. And since we're bombarded with frequencies all the time, radiation, all the other nonsense we've talked about before, we have to connect ourselves into the earth. And it's interesting because once you start learning how to grow food, you'll start to notice bugs will come around, you'll start to notice bees, you'll start to understand the birds, you'll start to understand everything else that's in harmony with that in which you've been disconnected from. And when you're in harmony with nature, your health will be at the best it will ever be for free. You don't have to pay anything. And that's the thing is a lot of these solutions of, that people can be doing, they don't cost a lot of money. And it gets you off of the system where you're continuously paying all the time. And it's just they're making, you know, trillions of dollars on people. And people just have to start taking back their own. Otherwise, you know, you're always going to be dependent or you're going to go to the store and they're going to say, oh, sorry, we're out, even though the stuff is sitting in the back. You know, I, I, I've, I've been a fan for my whole life of the free market. And a lot of what you're saying even a few short years ago, I'd say, well, Matt, it's the free market. The, mar the price gouging doesn't exist. And it's interesting. And in, in what one side says is price gouging actually isn't the way they're referring to it. And what uh, the other side says is the free market absolutely isn't as well. And, you know, when I bring up, you know, we go to Europe and I'll eat in Europe and I'll eat the food and we'll go to Italy and I feel great. And what we notice in Europe is you know, I, I'm going to be politically incorrect, but when we go to Europe, when we go to Italy, you know, a lot of people here think of Italians as like, it, my, my family's Italian, fat, fat Italians that walk around. You go to Italy, they're all in shape. Now, the interesting thing about, you know, we went to the beaches in Italy this last time. There's no one who I would consider obese at the, now they don't have also like muscle bound, like totally ripped people. They're just relaxed healthy, they're tan people. The funny thing is they smoke, they drink alcohol, and yet they're healthier. And I think, uh, you know, Carnivore Aurelius on Instagram, he posts about this. He's like, they drink, they're outside all day, and yet they're healthier. And I notice, you know, even going to the, the, the farmer's market here, uh, there's a great, um, she's got to be in her 70s. She's there with their daughter and they sell sourdough. And I get their sourdough and I feel great. And our farmer's market is on break for two weeks and then they, they restart up. And so I got some sourdough from the, uh, from the supermarket and I can't eat it. It looks the same. They say it's the same. I feel like crap when I eat it. And in Italy, what, what happens over there? And everyone, oh, but they're socialists, they're communists. Okay, great. I got it. But there's no reason you can't do that. I mean, we have interdependence foods. If you look in your local community, there's probably someone like that where you can go. And in Italy, they'll go and they pick up food for the day. It's fresh. They make it and that's it. They don't have the superstore where you get 36,000 pork chops in one sitting, right? Yeah. And, and there's plenty of studies that find that you actually pay more. By the time you leave Costco, They've gotten more of your money and you think you're saving money. So on that point, Matt, you know, and you mentioned this costing less, et cetera. Okay, if I go once to the farmer's market and I buy some roasts, might be three or four dollars more. So someone may sit back and say, well, Matt, that's easy for you and Kurt to say, you're privileged people. 
you can go to the farmer's market and buy your organic stuff, but just not everyone can afford that. What do you say to that? Well, I would say you have to look at all the other things that maybe you're spending money on and just be aware of those things, right? Like what really are you spending money on that's bringing you positivity or bringing you into good health, right? Like for example, you could look at Netflix, right? It's 12 bucks a month, whatever else. Is it really bringing any information that's educating you to move forward? Is it really bringing knowledge? Is it in, is it changing your brain to see things in a different light? Is it a different, t you know, there's so many things. And like, you know, we used to look at things as, you know, these things are important and, you know, going to the movies and all of these things that are so quote unquote important or whatever. But it's like a lot of the stuff doesn't bring me any joy whatsoever. So it's, if we really start looking at where we're spending our money and paying attention to where our money is going, you know, then we can start to analyze and go, you know, I need to be putting my money towards my health because I used to do this. I used to be in fitness. I used to train people. I used to do everything. I've seen every disease. I've seen every illness. I've seen anything you can think of. And the only thing that you physically own is your health. That's it. Like you own your health, everything else they can take from you. They can take your house. They can take your car. They can whatever you can own your health. That's pretty much the one thing that you can own. And people have to realize that if I put my money towards my health, you're putting yourself towards your longevity. And if you, if you're healthier, you can work better. You can make more money. You can function better. You'll have a better family. Like you'll have a better life, like mental, every mental health, all of that, all of that comes from health. So if, you know, if we look at it, like it's, it's very expensive. It's like, well, we have to also look at what are we spending money on? That's maybe just a waste of money. And that happens. We have a tendency where we just don't realize that, Ooh, every time I take you know, this to the, or I go this to this place on the weekend, I spend a hundred dollars or I go out to eat and, or I go, you know, I don't know, drinking with my friends or go to a party or whatever, whatever it may be, whatever, it could be anything. You might have a hobby and collect things and just you're collecting stuff. All of those things might be working against you in the, in the long run. So it's important to focus on your health because, you know, when you're spending that money on that, you're, you're just going to wake up and feel great. You know, I mean, I, I can't take away feeling great. It's, it's the best thing to feel. And, you know, when you go to the farmer's market, like you said, you're also getting the highest quality foods so that you don't have to worry about what you're picking through maybe at the grocery store. And that looks identical. That's genetically modified and looks identical, but is not going to give you the same result. And we also have to look at, we have to eat less, right? Eat higher quality and eat less because we've been programmed this like 10 meals a day and all this food pyramid garbage and whatever else. We just need to eat higher quality meals and eat less. In the book, it was, I believe, The Invisible Rainbow or it was The Contagion Myth, which are two great books that every person should read. But it was one of those. But they basically talked about fasting and how they had animals who were fasting and the benefits of it were through the roof. The animals who fasted lived anywhere from 10 to 20 years longer because they were doing a lot of fasting and just eating high quality meals in a small portion. So, you know, when we look at that, that's how much more beneficial it is than engorging our body. Because every time we eat, we're slowing down our body, right? Like we're, we're actually slowing down the entire frame from working. Our brain even slows down. That's why people get sleepy. They get all, I got to take a nap. You ate something, you got to take a nap because food can actually work against you. That's why it's sometimes better to, like I said, to eat higher quality nutrient-dense foods and less meals throughout the day, and you'll notice you'll feel better too, and then you don't have to spend as much money either as well too.